title of my message today is Freedom from Fear. Freedom from Fear. <clears throat> so I've got a number of scriptures I'm going to read to you today, <clears throat> but it's vital that we live the way Jesus created us to live. He created you to live free. Say this after me. I'm free. Say it three times. Some people just hate to make confessions like that, but I'm telling you it's good for yourself, for you. It's good for you to hear yourself declare that you're free. Jesus made you free. He created you to be free. And, and, and the reason people are not free in their life is only one reason. Now, indirectly, it's a lot of different things. But one reason and one reason only, and it's because fear grips people's lives. That's why you're not free, is because of fear. I want you to think about it in the scriptures that I'm going to read to you today. I'm going to read a, a lot of just one verses, and just I'm going to pick out some specific points that I think are key for you. You need this word today. You need to receive it, you need to embrace it, and you need to apply it this word today. Um, <clears throat> God gave you and I freedom to be free from fear. He did not create you to cope with fear. Now, I'm not going to give you the definition of the word cope, but you need to go look it up and you need to meditate on what coping is. There's all kinds of coping mechanisms that are taught in our society and most of them are wrong. Most of them will lead you astray. Why would I cope with something that I've been delivered of? Why would you cope with something that you're delivered of already? I want you to think about that. that. That's homework for you to take home and meditate on. I'm going to give you one definition of the word freedom today. There's many definitions and there's a lot of ways you can go, but this, this definition goes with, um, this goes with my message today. And the word freedom in the Webster's Dictionary one of the definitions in the Webster's is this. Freedom is the power or the right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. The power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants, without hindrance or restraint. I'm going to read it to you one more time. The power or right to act, speak or think, as one wants or desires, without hindrance or restraint. Nothing holding you back. That's what real freedom is. Nothing holding you back. But I'll tell you what real freedom 
entails. Real freedom has no fear of something else restraining you or somebody else restraining you or holding you back. Well, if it wasn't for them, I could. No. Well, if it wasn't for them, you know, if it wasn't for that person, then, then I could accomplish all. No. No. No, that's not freedom. Because now the fear is telling you that it's because of someone else. I'm telling you, nobody on planet Earth can hold you back if you're free with the freedom of Jesus. Not the freedom of America. Everybody say, thank God for the freedom of America. Amen? Thank God for that. Right? But America's free because Jesus set us free. That's the only reason. Because of the foundation of God in this great nation. This country is a free nation because of the liberty and the power of Jesus liberating mankind. But what's stuck in people's soul, what's stuck in their minds, in their emotions, constantly, are that all other kinds of issues or situations or people are holding them back, and that's a lie from the pit of hell. When you're free, you are not restrained. You can be in prison and not be restrained. Paul was. He was in prison. And I'm telling you, he, he wrote some of the most amazing freedom letters that have ever been written when he was in the worst, darkest, deepest dungeons ever made for man. If I'm free, then I'm free. And nothing is restraining my life. Nothing is holding me back. If I'm free, nothing's holding me back. Man, as I'm saying that, i got chills all up and down my body. Because I'm free to be everything God created me to be. You're free to be everything that God created you to be. Let me ask you this question, and I want to show hands. I want you to put your hand up if you say this is you. Do you believe that since the middle of March when this coronavirus mess happened, do you believe today that you're stronger in God or weaker? So I'm going to ask you this. If you believe you're stronger in the things of God, just lift your hand. You know you're stronger. If you're weaker, I'm not going to ask you that because it didn't matter. I'm just telling you it's time to get stronger. But what, what we've realized is that nothing can hold us back. I was telling you about the, about the hospital in the Ukraine that we're going back to. We're going to get back to missions. <laughs> Just got to be able to get out of the country. <laughs> we got to be able to fly first, but I don't know, maybe we'll just, you know, get some body packs and fly or something. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> But when I was in, in this hospital in the Ukraine, I remember the, the, the morning we were preparing and to, to go to this hospital, and, and the hospital was a children's hospital that most of those children had 
stage four cancer. And they were from the ages of about 12 to just little babies. And it was a result of Chernobyl and all of the chemicals and things that were involved in that. And it was, it was just, it was, man, it was something. But there was a lot of disease in that hospital because they just, even to this day, they do the best that they can. Great, sweet-hearted people, but just really struggled with disease through the hospital. And they told us ahead of time, you know, we would maybe even encourage you not to go if you're, if you're concerned about it. And I remember that morning them telling us some representatives from the hospital came to our hotel and said, you know, if you want to back out. <laughs> and I just remember, whoa, I was created for this. I was created to lay hands on these little babies. I was created to speak over these little babies through the blood of Jesus. Did Jesus ever consider what was going on and what was in people's bodies when he, before he laid hands on Never, not one time. Never. We know of Jesus of Nazareth, how he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Because I tell you what, what I saw in that hospital was deep, dark oppression. I'm just telling you today, I was created for that. I'm free today to be empowered to help other people be free. Some of the testimonies, I haven't heard a lot of them, but I've heard at least three, maybe, yeah, I think three. Three of those children with, with at least stage four cancer have, have, have gotten well since the, the, that was two years ago, I think, a little over two years ago that we were there. And, and since that time, three of them have. We and our prayer team have prayed for those babies you know, and, and all those children. It's, it, we were created for this. We can't be afraid of anything. We were created to make a difference, right? We were created to be free and, and, and to be free from fear and, 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 and restraints that try to hold us back and keep us from accomplishing what God once accomplished in the earth. And listen, it can be tiring. This is a, this is, you know, if you say that what my job is, my vocation, I, you know, I'm a senior pastor of Gates of the City. But what's separate from that is I'm a minister of righteousness, just like you. Every, everybody does different things in here. But I'm telling you, your full-time number one job is minister of righteousness. Yeah, because... When we know who we are and we know what, who he is and we know everything he says is right, then we're able to take that to the world. And I'm telling you, it's a full-time job. And the devil works overtime to convince you that what you're doing is not working. It's not working. Yeah, but how can I do that? And, you know, I have ailment in my body and I'm, I feel this way. Or No, 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 no. It doesn't matter what, what comes against you. It doesn't matter what you've faced in life, uh, the mistakes you've made in the past right? Any man is in Christ. He's a new creation. All things are passed away and everything is brand new. When does, when, when does that kick in? Every single minute of every day. You know when that really kicks in? Is when you get new revelation about something. Wow. I can really accomplish that. And the devil's lying to you before and you were believing those lies, but no, no, today, old things are passed away and everything's brand new based on the revelation I'm walking in today. Can you say amen? 
That's what he's created us to do and to accomplish. There's nothing that we can't accomplish in this earth. But fear paralyzes, it restrains, and it shuts you down. It holds you back. But we're given no place to it. Now follow me in this little journey of a few verses. Galatians 5.13 For you, brethren, at gates of the city, You've been called to liberty, only don't use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. That's all I want. I mean, the, the, the rest of that is absolutely true, but I want to focus on this. Don't use your liberty and freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Don't allow your five physical senses to try to figure out how free you are. You're free to walk in, as it said the last part of that verse, in the love of God and to love one another. You're free to do that, but only if you're empowered by God. You try to figure out how to be free, you'll never be free. You embrace His freedom and everything He's done for you, you'll walk in that freedom and overcome every obstacle in the flesh and the natural that comes your way. I don't care what it is, because we are created for this. Romans 8 and 15. <clears throat> you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. You and I were not created to receive, after we got born again, the spirit of bondage, again, to fear and be afraid of everything, we were created to be able to cry out to Father and say, Lord, I don't understand it, I'm struggling, I'm dealing, I'm whatever, but I know that you've done everything and today I receive from you and I thank you for the power to overcome. He created you and I to live like that. He created you and I to do God's word, to do his will in the earth that way. Not just... Get born again, get a little bit of freedom, and then go back to, to bondage. No. No. He didn't create us to be in bondage. He didn't create us in this life to be bound up and afraid of everything, afraid of our own shadow. And the devil will make you feel that way. The fear of public opinion is a destroyer. When you believe what other people think of you and about you, it destroys you. I'm saying to you today, you were created to be free, so don't use that opportunity to be free to try to figure it out and receive it. Does that make sense? Don't try to figure it out and receive it. How do you do that? Father, I thank you I'm free. And a whole lot of other things. I thank you that you've set me free. I don't have to try to figure this out. I don't have to labor. As Sandra said in the offering message, there's no toiling. There's no working harder to try to be blessed that'll do you any good. That's what he's saying right here. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to make it happen. Receive it. It's mine. It's his responsibility. He said, he told us, it's his responsibility to get you the understanding. It's your responsibility to receive it from him. 
and no toiling is going to work it out. Well, if I study harder, study's good. Well, if I pray harder, prayer's good. But not when you're toiling to try to get God to do something. No. Everybody say no. No. <laughs> it's not. No toiling is going to make it happen. I love this passage. Two verses here. Hebrews 2 and verse 14. <clears throat> Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. He, he went through anything that you've ever gone through or ever will go, go through, he's already been through. That through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. Who's that? The devil and all of his demon forces. And release those who through fear of death, who's that? That's all of humanity. Were all their lifetime subject to bondage. There's that word bondage again. We weren't created for bondage. We were created to be free. Remember Galatians? What did it say in, in, in uh, 5.13? For you, brethren, have been called to liberty and freedom. You've been called to be free. That's your calling in life, freedom. I may change my middle name. Bert Freedom Wimberley. I'm called to be free, not in bondage, not afraid of anything. Never restrained, never held back. Never like somebody's got their foot on my neck. Anybody ever felt that way? I have both hands up. But I wasn't created like that. I'm telling you, through this corona thing, stronger than I've ever been. I don't have to tell you that, I know that. And it's not because of the corona. What, you, you, know, you know what's made me stronger? Is I've realized how much I really know and how nothing moves me. Nothing. That's what I know. I, I, don't, have to be, I don't have to be defiant about obeying authority. No. That, that, that doesn't make me, nah, I'm not going to wear a stupid mask. I'm not going to do what they say. I'm not going to do what the government. Nah. I don't have to be that way. Why? Because I'm free. Mask doesn't, didn't restrain me. Did jail restrain the Apostle Paul? Man, some of his best letters. Some of his best letters in the worst prisons. They didn't restrain him. Why? Because he was free inside. That's where freedom begins, inside of you. Then, then you become a freedom magnet. Everywhere you go, freedom. People want what you have. I don't know about you, but I've never met a person on planet Earth that didn't want to be free. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. That word death there is not just ceasing to exist. That, that, that word death there is absolute destruction. Let 
Why do we wear these? So that we don't die? No, but if you stop and think about it, public opinion has projected that. Oops, messing up my mic. That See, public opinion has projected that if you don't wear this, you're going to die. That's exactly what a lot of people think. I, I'm telling you, more people think that than you know. And release those who through fear of dying because of the coronavirus were for the last four much, months subject to bondage. You can put anything in there. It's destruction now, trying to destroy you and keep you bound up and in fear now, right now. Devil doesn't matter whether you're saved, whether you go to heaven or hell. He doesn't really care. He just wants you miserable right now. He wants you restrained right now. And yet, Jesus has already created you for freedom. You're free. You have to receive that and give no place to the restraints. Overcome every restraint that's trying to hold you back. We give no place to it. Why? Because Jesus already defeated. You know the verse of Scripture in 2 Timothy 1.7, or most of you do? God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound, and a well-balanced mind. That's what He's given you. We don't have to tolerate fear and restraint. Man, I just, I'm going to read you that definition one more time. Freedom is the power of or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. The enemy wants to hinder you and restrain you, but you've been called to freedom, and he liberated you and set you free. So there are no restraints and no hindrances on your life. You're free. I don't know about you, but when I hear a message like this preached, and I hear key words like that put out there, what that does for me is I keep that on a day-to-day -day basis and I remind myself so that when I come up against something that appears to be restraining me, I'm not tolerating it. That's what the Word has done for me for the last 44 years. I was taught early on in my born-again life how to do that, and I've been doing it ever since. But when I hear something and I get something and I take it and I begin to meditate on it, to me... In the word I'm preaching today, the word hindrance and restraint is something that I want, I, I want to be aware of that none of that is working and operating in my life. So if I come up against something and it seems like, wow, this, this is like restraint. This is like a hindrance here. No, I give it no place. I attack that thing at, at its source, which is what? Fear. Fear of something. Fear of something. Those that, who, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear of this. Fear of dying. Fear of, you know, uh, of losing your job. Fear of this thing. Fear of that thing. Whatever it would be, the fear of whatever, He liberated you and I and set us free of it. We do not have to be afraid. We are free of fear. Can you say amen? Free of fear in our lives today in the name of Jesus.
I love this verse. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. And, and, and these first few words were not an option, it was a command. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. Afraid of them who? Afraid of them anything. Be not afraid of anything that's trying to hinder you or hold you back. Anything trying to restrain you. Be afraid of none of it. Can, can we be that way? Can we live that way in this life? Yes, because we know anything that has to do with fear, I don't care what it is, it is not of God. My wife and I made a decision early on in our marriage. We would never make a decision based on fear. We would never make a decision when our, when our children were small. We would never make a decision about what they did or didn't do based on fear. Because, because the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and freedom. How many know that? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and freedom. Not fear and bondage. So the Holy Spirit and my spirit are one and my conscience is the Holy Spirit revealing to me what is truth about something. So if God's going to tell me something, He's not going to say, oh, don't go there, you're going to die. That's not God. So if that's not God, what is that? That's the voice of the enemy. God would never speak something like that to you ever. Ever. So many different testimonies through the years of people that there, there was a, I don't even remember where it was, I'm not going to go into all the details, this is just a condensed version. But it was a, it was a uh, post office uh, massacre somewhere, I think, in Oklahoma a n- number of years ago, maybe as much as 20 years ago. And there was a guy that was interviewed by somebody, and I just know this, I, I read this testimony. This guy got up that morning, he was faithful at the post office, if I, wanna, if, I, if I remember right, he never missed a day at the post office. And he gets up that morning, and he's born again, and he hears something inside of him. Don't go to work today. Man, this is a, just a powerful text. Don't go to work. Hmm. I have to go to work. You know, it's kind of like, he didn't say this, it was like, get thee behind me, Satan. Trying to make getting the older I'm getting, I'm getting lazy now. I don't want to go to work. And he said, You just knew this on the inside of him. Don't go to work. Long story short, he gets in his car, he gets dressed, and he has this feeling. He drives to the post office, he can't pull in, he goes past. He drove in circles, I want to say seven, eight, nine, ten times around the post office and went home. That morning, where he would have been, everybody died. Somebody came in with a semi-automatic gun and shot and, and killed all those people. That guy was at home, never missed a day of work. God didn't say, don't go to work, you're going to die. God said, don't go to work. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that the Holy Spirit talked to those people that died that day? I'm convinced. And a lot of people get real freaky with that, that kind of an analogy and saying that, well, you mean, so those people didn't have faith? No, the, the one guy just, I mean, did he get up that morning and obey the voice the moment that he heard it? Absolutely not. 
got dressed, got in his car, drove to the post office, drove around it 10 times or whatever it was, and finally he went home. He obeyed finally. I'm telling you, God has great mercy, and God is trying to get things over to us, but he will never tell you to do something in fear. That's how we know what is God and what is not God. Never listen to fear. Never make choices and decisions based on fear. Ever. Can you say amen? Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you ever. What a promise. Come on, just let's close our eyes and just lift our hands right now and let's just thank God. He's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never let you down ever, 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 ever. And I'm telling you with your eyes closed, you have nothing to be afraid of. And he's going to reveal to you day by day how real that is. In Jesus' name. Wow. I love this verse, Psalm 118 and verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Question mark. What's the answer? Absolutely nothing. Unless I let him. Unless I let public opinion rule my life and tell me how things are going to be. No! I let the word of God. Read it again. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Man can absolutely do nothing to me. The scripture in, in Luke ten 19. I've given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt you or harm you. When does that happen? When you know God's on your side and you give fear no place. We are free from fear in the name of Jesus. And this is the verse I just read a minute ago. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and freedom. Where is the Spirit of the Lord? Here? Yeah. Why? Because you're here. So where is the Spirit of the Lord? Here. He's here. He's in us. Yeah, He's here because we're here. He's everywhere. But I'm saying, in a manifested way, He's here because you're here. Because He's in you. And you have freedom. You have liberty. Can you say amen? And James 1, and I'm going to end with this passage. James 1, starting with verse 22. And I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. James 1. And I'll just preface it by saying this. To me, I heard this passage of Scripture preached 40-plus years ago. And I heard it preached in such a way that the way it was delivered to me is this is the way that you live a life connected to God. And if you'll do this every day, if you'll practice this, if you'll develop this every day, your life will never be the same. And it hasn't. 
And today I'm so grateful that I believe this. And as I'm teaching it and ministering it to you, I'm believing you believe it and will continue to believe it for the rest of your life. This passage, many others, but this one specifically took a long time for me to get the understanding on it. But this is the way to live a life free from fear right here. James 1.22 But don't just listen to God's word like you're listening to it today. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. So if you've been born again for 20 years and all you do is still just quote what I say, there's nothing wrong with that. But it can't be all you have. If all you're quoting is, well, Pastor Bert said this, well, it has to go from Pastor Bert to becoming revelation to you, and it's, well, Jesus said this. The Apostle Paul said this by the Spirit of the Lord. I know this. It's part of me. I live this way. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the Word of God, like you're hearing today, but you don't obey, in other words, you don't do anything with it, it's like this. Here's the example he gives. It's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself. You walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. Now, I'm going to read the end of that, but I have to say this. So just follow with me as I finish this. I am not a fool. If you believe that about yourself, say it. Okay, so we're not fools. So when you hear something like this, or any word that you hear, that you know is right, it's from God, and you hear a word preached, if you don't do something with it, it won't set you free. John 8 says, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed and you'll know the truth and the truth that you know that's become real to you will set you free. I'm going to say this again. The word becomes the perfect law of liberty. It becomes that perfect law when you hear and do. Then it becomes what it was created to, to set you free. Let's read it like that now. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you look carefully into it, that means you've heard it, now you're looking at it, you're meditating on it, and that word that you're meditating on, listen to me, it's already set you free. <laughs> Did you hear me? 
It already set, what you're looking at, what you're meditating on, is what has already set you free. And then, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm free, not just free, but I'm free indeed. Why? Because I listen and I do. I listen and I meditate. And I do. I listen and mull it over. I spend time because in the seed of the word is my freedom. It's already there for me. So when you're hearing this today, I promise you, this is a good word. Okay? Why? Because it's God's. And every word from God is good. And I promise you that what I'm telling you today will liberate you and set you free because what I'm telling you has already set you free. And the way I'm saying it to you today, God's already set it up that way. Because I'm just ministering His Word. And when you embrace it and you receive it and you don't toil after it, but you learn how to make it a part of you, then it in a manifested way sets you free. But it's already set you free. I'm not a fool. I've been doing this for a long time. I've done some foolish things, but I'm not a fool. I will never listen to a word and not do something with it. Every time I hear a word preached... Lord, I receive it now in the name of Jesus. I don't understand it all, but I receive it, and I thank you for revealing and making it mine. You realize nothing's, ori- nothing's original. See, if you take what I'm telling you today, and there's something that I said, and you go tell someone else, you don't have to tell them you heard it from me. If you believe it, and you're doing something with it, and it becomes yours, <laughs> freely I got it from someone else. And I'm giving it to you. There's not anything I'm preaching today that I haven't heard from someone else in one time or another. I'm not talking about just hearing a message and then preaching the same thing. I'm talking about hearing it, making it my own, and then creating messages that have to do with bits and pieces of things that came from everywhere else. Nothing's original. It all came from God. And the more we understand that, and the more we embrace that in our own lives, as he says here, then we're embracing what's already freed us. And watch this. And if we do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I'm telling you, God's already blessed you for doing it. Can you say amen today? We've been liberated and we've been set free to do all that God has for us in the name of Jesus.